remarkable time. Observer. Ohio and Erigato, thank you for tuning in to Otaku Observer. I know it has been several months since I've last recorded or done a podcast. Um, Many things have changed. Uh, Many things have come up. Um, The big one being the fact that I'm now a dad. So um, with that being the case, of course, my son takes most priority. And I have even less amount of time to be able to bring information to you guys, my fellow otakus. So, um, just to get some quick information real quick, um, I've noticed that a lot of people on Twitter are, you know, constantly asking about anime recommendations. I know so many people, you know, constantly ask that question. But, um, but guys, um, just to put information out there for those who listen to my podcast, anyone who wants some recommendations on anime, you can hit me up on either my Twitter which is um, WR1T3HIM. Um, I play on WriteHim. Um, so WR1T3HIM at um, you know, Gmail for my Twitter. Um, that's my Twitter. Um, if you Or you can go to my anime list, um, which is my anime list profile, which is Yaha Hirima, Yaha-Hirima. Um, that's my profile on there. You can look that up and be able to get all the information as far as see all the animes I've um, seen. Um, it's not a complete list, but it's as close to as accurate as, as it is right now. Um, there's still probably a couple handful here and there that I don't remember. I haven't just, or I just haven't had the time to put it on there yet. But most of my main ones I've watched are on there. Um, so you can get suggestions from that list. Um, also, of course, if you're watching this, you can go to my Facebook page at the Talk Observer fan page. Hit up a you know message me on there or 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 or, or post something whatever you need recommendations or anything like that. So if you need to reach out to me for any recommendations on anime or anything or you want me or even if you want me to just do a review on the podcast, hit me up. Um, I'll definitely get to it. So um, today's episode. Um, first thing I want to talk about is um, so. I still have to review, um, or at least I plan to. I still plan to review several of the anime from the last uh, season. So I guess that would be, I don't know if it would be considered winter 2020 or spring 2021. I don't know. Um, but the list that came out with basically Rent a Girlfriend and all that stuff, um, I still have some, some several of those I want to review. But I wanted to, when I came back, um, you know, focus more so on getting back to what it was I intended for this podcast to be, which is to highlight most of the anime that, um, you know, isn't talked about as much. Um, so I do, I do still want to continue giving my input on some of the new stuff that comes out, um, some of the new ones, and even some of the popular ones that kind of become, um, you know, float through Twitter and things like that. But I also want to focus more so on the anime that is older, um, for the most part. It's just older, 
and also it's anime that didn't become as popular as let's say Demon Slayer or Naruto and things like that. Um, but they are still good quality stories and um, good quality shows. So um, to get back into that um, flow, I went through my list <laughs> and went ahead and chose the, um, for today, I chose the Get Backers to talk about. Um, this show is actually one that was recommended to me by one of my friends in high school. Um, and when he talked about the show, I was like, get backers like what's that and he was and he was just and he, you know him being playing he's like it's a show about guys who get things back for people and i'm like what in the world is that gonna be about like like what is there to get back because i'm you know because i'm used to the whole you know at this time i'm used to the whole shonen type of shows where you know you have a hero fighting evil or some corrupt person whatever you know something like you know granted dragon ball z was the big thing at the time but you know i'm i was more used to like the triguns the um you know um which another anime i really should do a review about but i was used to you know the triguns the um you know the hero more so the hero type stuff where it's like you know you have a main character he's a fighter and he just needs someone to beat down you know like that like, kind of thing so i i was like confused i'm like how are you gonna do anime about someone who basically is kind of like a not necessarily um what's the word like because i was thinking of it like a like a job for hire type of guy i don't know but you know i was confused on how we're gonna do a show about that and so i looked at it and i'm like and the first kind of two shows because the first one i was like okay you know it's all right this is okay you know but i'm glad in the first episode they gave you enough to let you know it's a lot more than what you would think going into it um but it's actually a, it's actually for one it's a really good show um, I really did like it. I really did enjoy it. Um, so I'll get into that review a little bit later, but what I want to talk about real quick is, um, so while I was on my binge, as far as like, you know, with me being a new dad, um, I don't have as much time to watch as much anime as I normally would. Um, so I've been doing a bit more reading since I have to hold the baby and be quiet. But, um, one of the, one of the new shows that has come out, um, I think it's called Mushoku Tensei. Um, it's one of the new shows that came out along with Horimiya. Um, those shows are on deck for me. Um, but I probably will not watch Mushoko Tensei because, um, when I first heard about it, um, someone on Twitter posted it saying how, you know, they recommended reading the manga before watching the anime since it came out. And he pretty much, he or she basically said, you know, it was going to be a really good, you know, kind of the next big, uh, sorry about that, that's my phone. Um, Sorry about that. That's my phone. But um, someone said how that was gonna be like the next big uh, um, isekai type of um, you know, show whatever. And I'm like, and I've been falling in love with isekai type shows because that's been my new favorite genre, um, next to samurai probably. But um, so I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and check out this manga and I'll read it. And from the jump, I'm like. This is a pretty good. This is a pretty good manga. Like I like this story. So basically, just to give a synopsis, um, basically what the show is, and for those of you that don't, you know, um, that are watching it, then you already know because it's about it's on Hulu. There's about five episodes out right now, maybe six. Um, but I'm, but I've been reading it so much in the manga that I'm way ahead of where they are in the anime. I'm pretty sure at least. But um, I definitely want to max out the reading of it, and then I'll probably go back and watch it. 
because um, right now, as far as I can tell, there's only about 60 some chapters. Um, I'm on like chapter, I think, 24 or something like that, somewhere in the 20s. So um, I'll probably finish catching up at some point, then I'll go back and watch the actual anime, see how the see how the see how the anime and the manga compare. Um, because for those of you that enjoy and delve delve into that debate of whether you do anime or manga, like I tell you, um, my stance has always been: just know it depends on what you're looking for. If you want the action, you watch the anime. If you want the story, you read the manga. Um, I'm always more story driven, not saying that I'm going to pick the manga over the anime, but usually with the way I work is if I start with the anime, I go with the anime. If I start with the manga, I go with the manga. Um, you know, I rarely do both. Um, only with like literally maybe three shows have I done both. And that was one piece, Naruto and Bleach. That was it. Those only shows where I literally watched and read the manga side by side. And that's because of how much I love those three shows. Um, but usually when I start a manga, I'll finish the manga and then go back and watch the anime or I'll just stick with the manga um, and vice versa. If I start with the anime, I really go into the I really go into the manga unless I really, really love the story, you know, and then I, you know, then I go into the manga after the anime. But um, anyway, so the premise of the show is about you have this um, basically this I think he's I think he was 20 something years old. 20 or 30 something years old but basically there's this old not old but he's like mid um college type level like 25 something like whatever so he's like got guy in his 20 30s whatever um who's a neat he lives at home um doesn't have doesn't really work doesn't really have a job or anything and i think his parents have just died and his family thinks of him as like this you know basically waste of space like they don't they they can't stand him they, they don't like him at all so they, so, so, so essentially kick him out the house and so they get kicked out the house, you know, like I said, his parents parents just died, so he's basically not homeless, and doesn't do well with being out in, you know, in the outside, so he, um, he, and what he decides to do is he's walking along whatever the road, and he sees these two people kind of having this argument, and one of them is about to basically get smacked by a bus, so he pushes him out the way, ends up getting hit by the bus, he dies, and, um, is brought back to life with, kind of all of but yeah he pretty much has, he pretty much has all of his memories from his previous life but he comes back to life in this new world where there's magic you know angels fairies well not angels but there's you know fairies elves you know all the supernatural type of stuff whatever so he's in this new brand new world and um he is like dedicated to making his life completely different than what it was in his previous life rather than being a shut-in he wants to be he wants to be adventurous um rather than basically end up doing nothing and not mounting anything in his previous life he wants to you know be something in this life so he's trying his best to be something and he ends up um secretly he, he secretly ends up practicing magic and becomes really really good at magic and so um his parents who one of them is this uh apparently you find out kind of a little later in the story like around the chapter maybe somewhere somewhere around chapter seven and ten something like that but you find out a little later that apparently his father was actually an adventurer and a really really good and strong one so his father <laughs> wants to train him in the sword and his mom though is like you know um she's i think she's good at magic she's good at healing magic 
And so she was like, oh, my voice could imagine. You're going to, we're going to get you a tutor to train you in magic. And he's like, man, you said we could get, you know, since we had a boy, I can get, teach him the sword. So they kind of compromise and he learns magic through the day and he will practice the sword at night, but he's better at magic. So he get him, they get him this, um, this really, really strong, uh, magician, um, to teach him magic. And he's still, even though he's like in the body of like a, four or five year old he's still the mindset of like basically a 30 year old guy so of course he's like you know manipulating his parents and stuff like that doing little perverted stuff here and there with his master and stuff all that kind of stuff whatever but it's passed over because he's a kid so um so that happens and after he basically ends up um learning all he needs to learn from his from his master whatever um she separates and goes a different direction and he stays at home. And so um, another girl, basically he comes across this girl as being bullied. At the time, he thinks it's a boy, which is funny. But he thinks it's a boy, but it turns out it's, it's a girl um, being bullied, whatever. And so he helps her out. They hang out. They become best friends. But they end up becoming so close that it's kind of like that inseparable sibling type of friendship kind of thing. So it's like... Um, so basically the father's like, look, you're going to end up not becoming a, not becoming what you want to be if you keep basically tying yourself down to this, you know, little girl. So both of you need to split so that you can basically kind of find out who you are and grow to who you need to become. And then you two can kind of come back together when you're, you know, a bit more mature, whatever. So he kind of gets banished, not necessarily banished, but in a way he gets banished to his kind of his, to his relative's house. Um, it's his father's family's house whatever his father came from and so he's banished kind of to that house to learn how to train to basically further his teaching things like that but mostly to help train um one of his cousins and so he goes there to help train her and she stays behind to learn and grow whatever like that at the house stuff with, with her family and so um that's pretty much the take as far as what's happened so far anime wise I know that much because I've seen kind of clips and things like that here and there. But that's pretty much the gist of it. So you have this, um, like I said, you have this guy who's been, he's been reborn, you know, and he's been, you know, in this world learning magic, trying to be something more than what he was in his previous life of uh, being a neat and things like that. So it's a really good story. Um, I won't, I will tell you this because I know, I know I'm pretty sure it hasn't gotten to that part in the anime. I don't even know if it will just because of kind of what happens later on but um something does happen a uh, it is it is classified in the story as a magical catastrophe literally a magical catastrophe um so a magical catastrophe does happen that makes everything kind of like you know it, it literally just shifts the story like in a direction like okay i didn't see this coming what's gonna happen because of this now so um there are certain things that's going to happen later on in the, in the um, anime, I would expect. Um, it definitely happens in the manga. So um, it's not it's not it, it's not purely a kind of slice of life take to it. And if you, if you get my point, um, it's not just that kind of like, how is he living day to day kind of thing? Like things do happen. He does have fights um, and more things and more challenges come his way down the road. So um I definitely want to suggest that to everybody. Definitely check out Mushoko Tensei, um, anime or manga-wise. But like the guy that recommended it to me, I recommend the manga. Very good read. All right. So let's get into the Get Backers. Now, 
Get Backers is um I have seen this whole series, so but as you know, my memory is fuzzy, so I don't remember everything. So I rewatched the first episode just to give just to get a general just to be able to give you a general idea of the first episode and what to expect and things like that. And also it's good to re-see certain things that help me help me jog my memory. So um episode one of Get Backers, you have basically a girl who is um my opinion, kind of a ditz. She's kind of a ditz. She's not blonde. She's not blonde ditz, but she's kind of a happy-go-lucky ditz. Um, so she's, you know, coming home from the movie theater, whatever. And by the way, when I rewatched, I watched it dub, not sub. Um, I couldn't find it sub anywhere, at least not free anywhere. So um, I had to sell it for dub. Just, but like I said, it's just to help me jog my memory. Um, by the way, this is a show where I do believe you can watch it dub. Um, I know oftentimes that's been a debate whether you watch a show sub or dub. It depends on the show. Because um, really, in all honesty, when it comes down to it, in my opinion, is um, the main reason why sub is better, in my opinion, is because the fact that there's just certain words that don't translate over to English. Um, there's certain words in Japanese that is said. Um, prime example would be like, for instance, when I, not clearly, I remember it's clear as day, when um, and I can't remember if it was the four kids translation or the tsunami translation, but um, in One Piece, um, in One Piece, um, there was a scene where like, um, there was a scene where like uh, Luffy and Nami are talking. I think they were, I think they were in Alabaster, but they were talking, and um, Nami says something that's that's a word that's similar to a kind of food. And Luffy's like, oh, that, oh, oh, what you call it? Like, basically, like, oh, me, where's that at? You know what I'm saying? And so, and she's like, no, not that, you know, this. And then he sees basically danger, and he's like, oh, shoot, we got to go. So then they run, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but in the translation, it came out as, like, you know, something like, um, like, Nami saying, like, hey, Luffy, are you really hungry? And he's like, he's like, yeah, I could go for, sir, I could go for some blah, blah. And then she's like, well, we got to beat them first. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of, like, just totally took the whole kind of scene out. So that's what I mean by how it's different. It's not exactly wrong. It's just, like I said, it's just certain things are said in, in Japanese that don't translate well over because of the fact that there are a lot of words that have similar meanings or have multiple kind of connotations, kind of like kind of like there and there, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's sim it's, sim it's kind of similar to how, in our language, we could say, hey, look over there, as in that location, T-H-E-R-E, -E, and then someone perceives it as T-H-E-I-R, and then it's like, and, and, and like, and like what? No, and, 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 and they respond like, what do you mean? That's mine, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of how, like, the little hidden jokes they have sometimes in anime that don't translate over to English. And so when that happens, you kind of get these scenes if you, if you, you know, of course, if you're watching it and you're like, what the heck? Like, like, that's weird. Like, doesn't make any sense. Like, and oftentimes, sometimes they'll, you know, sometimes some voice actors will just, you know, either, either it's written in the script or they just ad lib it and they kind of like, you know, we don't know, we, we don't know what to say here. So we just kind of run, go with something totally different. And it can, and it can sometimes rub people the wrong way as far as how it ends up happening. But I digress. So, um, Get Backers, you can watch it sub or dub. I, in my opinion, the translation wasn't too bad as far as in, in the English dub. Um, but of course, like I said, sub is always better. So anyway, um, 
So I'm watching the show, and so this little girl, she's ditzy. She's basically, you know, walking home, and she ends up basically seeing this cat. She, well, she decides to take a shortcut through the alleyway, right? And then um, she runs across this stray cat, and she loves cats. So she's like, oh, a pretty cat. I'm going to take a picture. Just stay right here, blah, blah, blah. And then takes the picture, and just so happens the flash um, shows this um, dirty cop doing this deal with basically some gangsters or whatever in the alleyway. And he's thinking someone's taking a picture of him doing this deal. When in reality, she's just taking a picture of the cat. And so he's like, and so he's so, and he's so paranoid. He's like, hey, what's that? Who's there? So he runs runs over to the girl, grabs her. They kind of have a scuffle. She ends up fighting him off by taking a picture of his face. And um, and the flash gets in his face or whatever. So he's like, oh, crap, the flash, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, she runs off. But he ends up grabbing this, like, little... um cat doll things like cat doll stuff animal toy thing that happened to be handmade by her mom who had just passed and so um she's feeling so next morning she's going to school she's feeling down because that she realizes that that one little cat thing and it's like i think it's like four or five on her bag but it happens to be just the one piece anyway um this happens the one piece that he took was the one that you know meant something meant the most to her but anyway um she's walking home she's walking to school and she realized that that one is gone so she's like you know, and again, because it was in English, I couldn't quite get exactly, um, because my guess is in the background, someone was talking about the get backers, whatever, or something like that, because she's basically says, Hey, what you, Hey, what did you mean? What are you talking about? Whatever. So, um, so, and then she has to the shop where supposedly the get backers kind of have their office, quote unquote. Um, and I say quote unquote, because it's basically the bar they go to where they have a huge tab that they can't pay off because they always squander the money that they make on other things. And I, I want to say it's because it's more so of one of the guys' fault. Anyway, I'll get to that in a second. So anyway, she goes to the bar. She's waiting all day for these guys to come and basically, you know, tell her her problem, things like that. They get there and introduce Bon Mido. Um, I can't remember if it's Bon Mido or Mido. It might be Bon Mido. But anyway, um... The guy with the glasses, his name is Bon. Um, the guy with the blonde hair is named Genji. Um, bon is... Uh, now, personality-wise, Bon is more of your... Um, he's your calm, rational, logical, planner type of person. Um, but he's also, I believe, I believe, like I said, I can't remember exactly, but I believe he's also like a, like, like, like a, like a, a compulsive kind of gambler. Um, because a lot of the reasons why I think they don't have money, I think half of it is Bond's fault, but the other half of it is mostly, but it, but it could be mostly Genji's fault. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, cause I feel like there was one case where they did, where they, where they finally made a lot of money and Genji ended up giving the money away, something like that to somebody who needed, like, who was, who was like, cool, something like that, whatever. And then there's another time where they got money and Bond gambled away or something like that. I can't remember, but I know one of them, I, I can't remember which one, but one of them is responsible for them always being broke. Kind of like how in One Piece, um, you know, even though they're pirates, they never have money because Luffy always ends up either spending it all on food, whatever, or ends up doing something with the money to where they all they never end up having any money. So, um, but anyway, um, they're in a bind, they're in a hole, they always owe money, and so they're always looking for big paydays in their in their you know um, jack of all trades type of job. So, 
um, the girl asks, you know, hey, can you give me this little doll thing back? And the first, in the first bond's like, no, we're not doing this. This is, you know, you, the, with the money you can spend, but you know, we have a high charge rate. You know, what I'm saying with the money you can spend hiring us, we can go, you can go ahead and buy like a hundred thousand of those things. And she's like, no, I couldn't because you know it's handmade by mom, blah blah. And she's like, and, and so of course, Gingy's like, oh come on, Bond, we gotta do it. And Bond's like, all right, fine, we'll do it. So they go and take the job, and um, so they go ahead and go to the police station, hoping they can find the cop that has the um, the little toy cat thing, stuffed animal cat thing, and um, they end up getting there to try all these tricks to try and um get to the, to try and lure the cop out. They don't work. Um, but then they and then the cop ends up, of course, giving the cat thing to someone going to who's going to take it over to uh, Lost and Found, and just so happens it ends up, um, you know, just so happens the lady who's you know going to take it or whatever finds out that you know the bell thing on the actual cat belongs to um, is is a cufflink that go that belongs to a certain uniform for that um for a certain girl school that the girl goes to so of course he's like oh, okay now i know where this girl goes to school at bam i got her you know because he's all paranoid about the fact that he thinks someone's using her to try and you know rat him out to his own little um dirty cop deeds that he's doing with, with the yakuza and stuff so he ends up kidnapping her and um ironically um when um ironically the give back, I won't tell them I won't tell you how it happens, but they even they do end up getting the cat thing back before she gets kidnapped. So they get the cat little thing back, the get back is due. Um and then um they rush off to um they they realize that basically their you know client got kidnapped, so they run off to try and make the trade. And um here you realize and here's where you see that this town is well at least this world is a lot more different than you would think because of the because up until this point you're most thinking well it's mostly just you know no one's really special no one really has any power and like that it's most just regular kind of street guys doing this type of thing and then you realize like oh no these guys actually got powers and stuff like like kind of the level of mutants you know what i'm saying like because um because genji his power is um, basically he can generate his own, he can generate his own electricity as a self-defense similar to an electric eel. Um, so the same way how electric eel can generate electricity, whatever, to defend itself, he can do the same thing. He can generate his own, his own electricity and use it as a power to attack people and things like that. And then, um, and Bond, he, um, now technically he only, now as far as I know, people only have one real power, like, um, People only have one power. Um, he, even though it comes across that he has two, technically one of them is not really, I think, his power. Because um, the first thing he shows, says is, I have a 200, a 200 kilogram pound grip. So, you know, basically, 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 he has a very, very strong grip with his hands. But I believe if we find out later on his backstory, that came from some kind of, I think, training he did with his family, whatever, something like that, whatever. Some kind of training he did that he never really finished. So, um, but he has a strong grip. And so basically, so he comes across really strong. And then also, but his real power is being able to, um, his actual power, though, is he can put you in a dreamlike illusion 
for one whole minute. Um, basically, think of it as like a Sharingan. Think of it as like a low-level Sharingan type of genjutsu. That's basically what it is. A very, very, very low-level Sharingan type genjutsu. Um, he can, but but it's intense in the sense that it feels moralistic. So basically, um, like I said, once he locks eyes with someone, he can. Um, I believe he called it. What do you call it? Um, I can't remember what he called. The, I think it's called the Jugon or the the Judon or something like that. Or the Jogon, something like that. But anyway, it's um. But basically, he he can emit this low level genjutsu type of illusion to his enemies, and then and, and and literally it only lasts for one minute. But in that one, but and it's and, it's, and it sounds like you know, and, and and to think of it, you're thinking like, well, that's not really a long time. But a lot when you think about it, a minute is actually a pretty long time. Um, you know, if I was actually go silent for a whole minute. You know what I'm saying? And just and just to go over the thoughts that you would have in that in that whole minute while I'm basically being mute, you like I like like imagine imagine every thought you imagine every thought you have in a whole minute is reality. Every thought. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people have dreams that only last really for about two minutes. But when you come out of it, you feel like you've been in a dream for literally about hours. You know what I'm saying? So that's really kind of how the thing goes. But that's his ability. So these two work together and they're really good. They're really good tag team. They um they are pretty much considered the best at um getting back everything that they need to get back from for their client, whatever it is. No matter how big, no matter how small, they go above and beyond to make sure they get whatever they need for their client. So um that's just the that's the gist of the episode one and the general information about the show. But to give you a clue as far as the underlying story, um, you know, what kind of what keeps you watching more is the fact that um, there's a scene, and I'm going to show it to you right now. If you're watching this on the video version, um, you can see it. But um, there's a scene here where it shows uh, Bond is with, um, not Bond, but Genji is basically thinking back to his old days um before he was working with bond with the get backers and it's i believe you see bond here too i'm not sure i, I think that's him one of the guys that's there but anyway um in the earlier clip um the first clip i showed um it shows kind of the city whatever the building the the kind of tower in the middle that's a very very significant building um in this world because that's basically the building where the vaults used to um, run. That's the tower the vaults used to run. Um, the vaults was this major gang that ruled the town and kind of terrorized it. They kind of terrorized the town to a degree, but they ruled it. They ruled it viciously. And Genji was leader of the vaults because think about it. Vaults, you can generate electricity, kind of put two and two together. So anyway, um, but yeah, but Genji was the leader of the vaults, and they terrorized this town, and their and their home base was that tower in the beginning of the show. And um, during this little scene here, they're having a flash. He's having a flashback to, you know, I guess him having worries about what he's doing with the gang and things like that, and what he's and all the other stuff like that, and thinking about possibly leaving, you know. And he's talking to his crew about this about that certain thing, and you know, of course, Bond comes in and is like, you know, hey, what do you think about, you know. He's always thinking about the old stuff, blah, blah, the old days, blah, blah. So, um, now both of their past do come up in this show. 
Um, so it's not like, you know, you don't get more information. There's a lot more things that happen, um, a lot more high risk um, jobs that come along as far as what to get back, how they complete it. Um, and there's also um, a rival group that comes across. I don't remember their names, but there's a main rival group that comes across. And I, I do like him. He wears this like black kind of um, uh, what they call. I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember what they call the kind of hat he wears. But he wears this like black hat with this black long kind of Sephiroth type cloak coat. Um, but he's cool as crap. But he's called. But he's a transporter. And so they're kind of, and so the transporter team and the getbackers are rivals because a lot of times they're trying, they have to transport whatever that is to their client, and they have to sometimes get back where they're, where they're transporting. So it's it's a really good show. Um, definitely check it out for those of you guys who've never heard of it um, and are looking for something a little different to explore um, and get into. So um, that's my take on the getbackers. And my suggestion, manga-wise, Mushoko Tensei. Check that out. Um, now, I don't know when I will be able to record again. But um, I will as soon as I can, guys. I'm still here for you. So, this has been another episode of Otaku Observer. I hope you guys have a good one. Arigato for coming through. Peace.